Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and today we are talking to a DFW local fan that, through the miracle of uh, friendship of children um, and co-workers, uh, Shannon has agreed, agreed to join me. How are you doing, Shannon? I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we were just talking before we hit record. Um, you used to work with Chris Jackson, my son. And mm-hmm. he used to talk about, hey, Dad, there's this, this um, a co-worker of mine, this um, lady I work with that loves Bruce Springsteen. I'm like, oh, cool. And, you know, he kind of rolls his eyes because back then he had not seen him perform live, Shanna. Um, and after he went to Oklahoma City and saw him perform live he got religion he got Bruce religion I mean you can't really help that they do put on a great show they do Um, so anyway why don't you introduce yourself okay well my name is Shanna Brady Um, I'm 35 which puts me in kind of the younger category that everybody's kind of when I say oh who's your favorite singer and I say well um, I had a broad music range, but my favorite singer since I was born and can remember is Bruce Springsteen, and people find that a little odd, because, you know, when Born in the USA came out in 1984, I was two. So I get some strange lips sometimes, like, really? <laughs> that's funny. But, um, yeah, so everybody's like, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's a little different, but he's got such a good down and he's so I guess I'm trying to think of the right word here. Um he has a great linguistic talent for, you know, writing songs and music and empathy that touches people that once you go there you can't really like come back from that. Well said. Well said. So we're gonna get to your Springsteen journey, but I always like to start out with kind of your musical background what what kind of music did your family listen to? Well, clearly Bruce Springsteen. Okay. Um, uh, classic rock. I was raised by a couple of hippies, so we had lots of Beatles, lots of The Doors, lots of Led Zeppelin, um, that kind of thing. But I've literally like been listening. I have been obsessed with Bruce Springsteen since I was two. So from the way my mom tells it. Uh, Born in the USA came out in 1984. I was born in 1982. And she used to listen to that album like over and over again. Well, I used to love the song Cover Me, which as a two-year-old, I hysterically named the Blanket Song. Of course. Listen to a lover come on in and cover me. So as a two-year-old, I was like, that song's about a blanket. Well, and... Uh, so I don't ever remember not listening to Bruce. Like, I remember always wanting, asking my mom to play his songs. Like, I was obsessed with the Born in the USA album from, like, the time. I, I don't remember not being into it. You know, uh, when you were telling the story about Cover Me, I measly thought of, you know, swaddling, you know, when you, you kind of wrap up, you know, in the mummy, the really tight 
um, you know, receiving blanket or blanket when when you're an infant because, you know, they they tell us that it reminds them of the womb, so it calms, you know, children. And so that totally makes sense, the Cover Me song. It's the blanket song. Do, do you still call it the blanket song? No, but I really, it, it's a fun story to tell anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is awesome. Uh, you know, because, you know, one of the questions I always ask is how you found Bruce. And you, you have just said you cannot remember a time when Bruce wasn't part of your musical life. No, absolutely not. That is fascinating. Um, so when, and we've talked a little about this, but like, as you started getting older, did you keep buying albums? Did you, or his releases just, or did you just stay with the classic stuff? Okay, so this is a kind of a funny story. I'm not like a traditional fan. Like, I really just was obsessed with the Born in the USA album until I was like in my 20s. And it never even occurred to me that entire time that he had all these other albums that I hadn't even never listened to. I know that sounds crazy. I know. No, it actually crazy. makes a lot of sense. And, you know, if I could for a minute, I sometimes, and I say this with great love in my heart, the um the old time fans have a little bit of snobbish, you know, like, oh, I loved him since Greetings from Ashbury or, you know, Born to Run or Darkness. And I think people do not give credit that how many people, you know, Born in the USA was the gateway drug. It was how a lot of people found Bruce and found his music. And, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with just loving that album. And if you don't go to any others, that's fine, because it's a pretty good album. Well, now, don't get me wrong. I'm a, at this point in my life, I'm a total music junkie. I'm, I'm always out there looking for, you know, new music. Um, but once I discovered, like, once this, like, music journey that I'm on now, um, really started for me was, I don't even remember. I think I went to his con. He, he had just come out with, I, I don't know if it was a Magic album or the album before that. It was, like, 2006. Um, I went and saw him in concert, and that was for the second time. Uh, my first time, of course, was when I was, when I was really young. He was my first, uh, first ever concert. I think I was eight. All the other kids were going to see New Kids on the Block, and I was like, I'm going to go see this thing. And they were like, who? <laughs> that is awesome. That is um, but, so great. Uh, anyway, I know. I've been I've been teased quite a bit. <laughs> but I, I don't, you know, I just think, you know what? You just don't even know what you're missing. So um, I'll take Bruce over the new kids on the block any day of the week. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, when um, you're... You remember the show um, Young, so do you do you do you know when, like, what tour this would be in? Do you have a rough idea? Is it um... nine? Like, I would say ninety-five. Okay, I'm gonna say I was younger. So, so, do you think it's the reunion tour, or maybe with the other band? Where did you see him at? Uh, Texas Stadium. Okay. I would, I, 
I don't think I even stayed for the whole, I was really young. I don't remember it as much as I wish I did. Okay. I remember going, but I don't, I was pretty young, so I don't remember, like, I remember being there, but I don't remember, like, I remember more, like, the weird things that happened, you know, eating a hot dog and feeling sick and then having to leave early. Like, I remember, like, weird things about being there, but not really as much the music as I wish I did. Um, yeah, you know, it would be great to go back, right, and experience that. Um, so, and then, but I have seen improvement since then, so. Okay, well, good. We're going to get to that. Um, because, you know, one of the things that you and I can empathize with is living in Dallas, the opportunities to see him perform live are limited unless you want to travel. And, you know, there are times in your life because of children or finances, you don't get to travel. Um, so, yeah. So you saw him in 2006. Um, that must have been a thrill, right? Because you're, you're an adult that now. What? I was a kid. That was the first time I'd seen him since I was a kid. And were you just ecstatic? I was so ecstatic. And um, what was cool is that I guess Bon Jovi was playing there the next night. And there was, I don't remember, Glory Days, I'm pretty sure. So Glory Days, Bon Jovi came out and sang Glory Days with them. And then there was this, um, I remember, I was so jealous that I was wanting to meet him. Um, I've never actually got to meet him in person. But they had all these little kids, they had to be like third graders. And right. their mom was sitting front row and they were all, uh, you probably were at the concert and no one's about to say, but um, they were all dressed in these like, Boppies like little outfits and like red, white, and blue, and they all got to go up on stage and dance with them. Um, yes. And it was uh, pretty cute. Do you do you remember seeing that? I do remember seeing that. And then in the um, when he did the um, river tour, you know, last year, um, a lot of those same kids went up again. Um, I don't know if you know that they were uh, that was. That, Though I don't remember that. Well, you know what? We left a little early. Yeah. Um, you know, because my husband and I both had to work, and you know, I've seen him several times. That was my fourth time to see him. So um, we did leave about an hour before the show ended. So I must have missed that. But okay. I kind of, that kind of stinks because I remember those little girls so well. And if I would have seen him again, I would have just been, that would have been, that would have tickled me quite a bit because, you know, he does things like that, and that's kind of what I love about him, so. I, I do. Um, so, uh, you said you've seen him a total of six times. Um, mm -hmm. I, mostly here in Dallas, or how far have you Not traveled? Six. Four times. So four, four times? Yeah, and then I saw him in 06, and then I saw him the next year in 07 in Austin. So, I that's the furthest I've traveled. Okay. So, I did drive down with a girlfriend of mine and I have a little bit of a story about this too oh, please. Um, we Austin and we saw him there the next year in 07 and um, my seats weren't quite as good but we did hear what he was saying and I want to say it was like the Ritz Carlton or something so you know so we were like oh what if we drive to the hotel and hang out the bar maybe he'll come you know have a drink like yeah right whatever but anyway that was my thinking at the time <laughs> And uh, I ended up getting a picture and having um, a couple of cocktails with um, one of his backup singers. Um, not the main singers, but um, 
she was this, I don't even remember her name, but she was this, you know, very pretty African-American lady. She had this huge, you know, just great big hair and huge personality. And um, she sat and, you know, hung out with uh, my girlfriend and I for about an hour. And um, she was very, very nice. So that was fun. That is great. No, that's that's better than I've gotten to do. Uh, the closest I've got is I've got to handle, I got to sit down with uh, Rob and JB from um, Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet before the Dallas show. Uh, so I didn't even get, you know, I just talked to another Springsteen podcaster. Uh, I've never had that. Um, was, when, when you went to the first show, was there something specifically you wanted to hear? Or were you just like, you're just ecstatic that after this time as an adult, you're going to see him perform live? Um, you know, of course, I was, you know, I wanted to play anything off Born in the USA because I know that album front to back, sure. word for word, cover to cover. But, you know, I also like a lot of his other um, songs. Like, I was really into Born to Run. I was just, like, really starting to, like, listen to those songs, like Mary Plays, Born to Run, um, you know, and all, you know, Tunnel of Love and... I could go on and on. There's so many songs, you know, you can't name them all. But some of the ones that I really wanted to hear that I've never actually heard are um, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never heard uh, I'm on Fire. Okay. Which I think is so many people's favorite. He never sings it. Um, And then, of course, Secret Garden is probably my all-time favorite song. Oh, nice. Of that song, and he... You know, he doesn't ever sing it live that I'm that I know of. Why? Secret, why like a one in a million. Yeah. Why Secret so. Garden? I guess it, it just relates to women. I think a lot. Yeah. You know, it's just it's a beautiful song, and I I love the lyrics, and I I don't know. I just kind of as a woman, I can just kind of like relate to that, you know, mentality. I guess and. For a man to write that song, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's intriguing. That's that's interesting. Now, have you ever gone to Boss Time um, on the internet and kind of entered your songs? I have not. I didn't even, honestly, okay. like I've not oh. even. A lot of people don't. So there is a website, uh, if you do a search, Boss Time. Um, and this is this wonderful guy. I'm trying to get him on the podcast, but his English is very limited. Um, and it is a database. So, Shannon, you create an account that's free, and then you go, and it has a list of every concert Bruce has ever performed. And you can go and select that you've attended it, and then it will mm-hmm. come up with a, here's the songs you've heard the most, here are rare songs that you've heard, here and then there's even a section where it tells you what percentage of albums um, you've like heard. So um, and it, it's a really fun uh, website. Whether you've gone to see Bruce a couple of times or you've seen him hundreds of times, to kind of uh, see that and share it. So I that that's a fun thing to do. You should check definitely. that out. Yeah, I definitely will. Um, yeah. But he's definitely been a huge. Um, influence on you know my taste in music in general. Mm-hmm. So, 
Um, I go to see lots of shows. My husband and I, that's our, kind of our thing. We see about one concert a month. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, I am definitely more attracted to any kind of music that has a lot more depth, I think, than most people these days are into. You know, because there's Springsteen the East Street Band, that's, you know, you got your saxophone, you got, you got a lot of stuff going on there that, you know, most four-piece bands these days, they can't really provide. Yeah. Um, so, what are, what's some other shows that you've attended recently? This, you want me to just name the ones I've seen this year? Sure, why not? <laughs> um, well, see, we saw uh, 21 Pilots, which was incredible. Like, it's only the two guys, but incredible. Like, probably one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Wow. I highly recommend see them. Like, it was amazing. Truly amazing. Um, and then we went and saw Perfect Circle, which, of course, James Keenan, uh, right. James Maynard Keaton uh, from Tool is a lead singer for them as well, and that was a really good show. Uh, we went and saw Metallica. Nice. Uh, we went and saw, um, I, see, I went and saw Future Islands, which is a kind of an indie band a lot of okay. people may not know of. And um, who else have we seen this show? Sorry if I'm leaving somebody off. Yeah, you know, um, I love this. Now, what... What venues do you usually go to? Wherever they are. Uh, okay. We're going to see Arcade Fire on Thursday, which we are super, super excited to see. Um, we're going to go see The Roots in October, and we're going to go see Alt-J in November. Are you going to see Little Steven October 22nd? We are not. Oh, okay. There's not enough money to go see all the shows we want to see. <laughs> I understand. What month is... That's all we do. You know, we don't really do, like, the... That's your date night? Yeah. So, you know, my husband's a musician. He plays the drums. So he loves, of course, uh, Max, uh, the, booth, the E Street Band. Sure. Max Weinberg, he's, you know, pretty in awe of him as far as talent goes. So, uh, but, yeah, we, we don't do dinner and a movie. We do concert. That's Good what we do. You. So. you know... Oh, we went this is where I left off. Incredible band. If you're not familiar with them, it's Tigo Off. Okay. They're from Iceland, and uh, they only sing in Icelandic. But um, the lead singer, Yanzi, he plays his electric guitar with a violin, though. So it's very cool and, and cool, and it's just gorgeous. So I, I highly recommend checking them out if you know, you're into that. You know, um, when Linda and I were younger, um, you know, BC before Chris, um, mm -hmm. you know, we did a lot of that. We did, we would go to Deep Ellum, uh, Club Dada and, uh, the Czech Club and, you know, JJ's Blues Bar in Fort Worth. We would go here, local bands, and it was so much fun. And so I love hearing this kind of energy and the, the idea of, you know, these bands you're going to see, that that's very cool. And so you're, um, you, it's a daughter, right, you mentioned? Yeah. Yeah, so she's getting this, see, when, you know, 20 years when she's in a podcast, she's going to say, oh, my mom and dad, like, loved everything. And, you know, they would go to shows. And so I think that's a really cool thing you're building for her. Definitely. And, you know, my 
mom and, you know, dad, they were both really into music, and my mom was, um, you know, she's a script supervisor, director, and producer for a lot of, you know, films, and she used to work with lots of musicians, and so from a young age, I was just really exposed to, you know, the music industry, and, and going to see concerts, and she would work shows, and I saw, you know, Genesis backstage, and Phil Collins, and she worked a Garth Brooks tour in the 90s, so I got to, you know, meet him and his mom, and, you know, my sister got them with a cigarette, um, uh-huh. get from Garth Brooks' mom, so it's just, you know, I've been very influenced by music in my life, and Bruce has just always been, you know, one of the, the number one people, and, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I can't hardly stand listening to, like, you know, the top 40 and stuff they play now, because it's just so bland, you know? Like, people don't even know what they're missing. Like, I think I read a statistic one time that said, you know, one song that Bruce Springsteen writes has more words in it than an entire album with, like, Britney Spears or, you know, some other kind of, you know, pop musician. And, I don't know, it's just, it's just sad that music has kind of gone in that direction. Yeah, and... Um, I, I agree. And it is, and obviously, you know, I'm biased. I do a Springsteen podcast, but you know, as I am going through my, um, health journey and, um, other trials that, you know, all of us face, you know, his music is a good companion. Uh, you know, as he's, you know, I, I need a good companion on this part of the ride. And his music is a big part of that to my life. The, you know, the the songs that make me smile, the songs that help me cry when I'm sad, the songs that give me hope. Um, it truly is something pretty special. Definitely. I mean, because as far as empathy goes, you know, and being able to connect with the people that he's, you know, uh, you know, in his target audience, I think he does that better than pretty much anybody out there. Yeah, um, so I have a, because I've asked other people this, and, um, you know, I've, during this last tour, there was, it seems like almost every show, something kind of special happened. He had, you know, a couple people come on stage and, and play with him, or he had, um, you know, a... 90-year-old come and dance with him on Dancing in the Dark, or, um, you know, when Chris and I were up in New Jersey, um, when he was doing Jersey Girl, a couple got engaged, and he had them come on stage and talk about it, and he sang to them. And my question was, you know, is he doing this more because he's a little more sentimental or because of social media? We just hear about it more. Do you have a thought? You know, honestly, I think it's—I really just think it's him. I think he—I think he's been doing it the whole time. Um, because you know, I hear you know about things that he does like in his personal life. Like it used to be one of my bucket list um, items to go trick or treating in his house. Oh, um, that's a cool bucket list item. Because I heard through the grapevine that he used to allow people to come to his house trick-or-treating, and he would dress up, you know, where nobody could recognize him and give candy out to people. Um, and, and I heard he quit doing that 
You know, that was something I was like, I'm going to go to Jersey and go trick-or-treating at this house. Yeah. I thought that would be so cool. But I heard, you know, once he started really revamping his, uh, you know, career, you know, in the last 10 years and coming out with so many new albums, I guess there was a time where he wasn't putting out as many um, tags, you know, early 2000s. Right. You know, there was a fault. Yeah. And uh, I had heard he, you know, was opening his house up and doing trick-or-treating and, um, but he quit doing that, I read, so I, I never actually made that trip, but it was something I thought would be, like, super cool to do. <laughs> well, but I think, you know, he was going to do that, and he's going to open up their house, and wants to be with the fans in that way, even though he's, like, you know, in disguise. I mean, I think it sounds genuine to me. Um, you know, I think so, too, and and I think part of it is... He, you know, during that period where he wasn't with the E Street Band and he was, you know, a, a dad with the three kids and him and Patty were working on, you know, being a family, uh, I do think that is, I, I have no doubt that's what he did. You know, I, I think that rumor is true, that he was sitting there laughing and joking and trying to make you know just because it's part of being a dad giving out the candy and making the kids laugh because dad's dressing up um i could see that totally happening so i mean i I feel like he's genuine i don't he he doesn't seem nothing he ever puts out to me is fake the only time i ever see him in the media is if he's you know believes strongly about something, you know, politically, because, you know, we all know he's very political. Yeah. Um, uh, but other than that, he's not out there. He's not getting into trouble. He, he, you just don't hear about that. So, you know, there's no fake. I don't think, I don't think there's anything fake about Bruce Springsteen. I think, he, you know, you see it, what you see is what you get with him. And when he does something like that, that comes from his heart. And, I mean, there's just nothing out there, at least from, you know, what I know of him, that says otherwise. Now, maybe earlier on, you know, in the 80s when I was little, I don't know what went around about him in the media because I was very young then and don't remember. But, you know, from now, then I would say definitely genuine. You know, I totally agree. Um, in fact, I had... Um, Peter Chianka, who does Blogness on the Edge of Town, uh, and, you know, a Jersey, uh, Bruce Springsteen blog, and he and I both talked about that we would be crushed if a scandal came out, because he just seems to be so genuine, and just, you know, uh, in fact, very honest about his first marriage, saying, this was my fault, you know, this was I was a bad husband. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he is very much someone, I am what I am, and this is what I, you know, this is who I am. So I totally agree with you. Um, do you use any of his music in your teaching? I know you do mostly business, but do you get to throw in a Bruce Springsteen quote or something? Oh, gosh, I wish. I mean, the kids know I uh... You know, I'm into that, and I, I've yeah. mentioned it before. Um, but it's, 
you know, maybe like, you know, and we don't, maybe in globalization every now and then. I mean, okay. if I could work it in, I, I would definitely find a way. I'm oh. definitely trying to open their eyes to, yeah. uh, you know, whenever I can to, mm-hmm. you know, what the music industry rest of now, which is all about money and fake, which is, you know, why I try and stick mostly. I definitely am always looking for new artists yeah. because I never want to, you know, be stale. Right. And as far as music goes, and there's so many, you know, new great talents out there. But, you know, you have to go find them because right now the industry as it is, is you know, they're paying radio stations to play ta- to play bad music. And now you have an entire generation of people who think bad music is good when it's terrible. Yeah. So, I, I um it. I'm trying to, you know, yeah. educate kids more on, you know what, there's other talent out there, mm-hmm. and there's, you, know, you pay, what, nine and ninety nine a month for Apple Music, and, you know, the world at your fingertips, as far as music's concerned, you can listen to anybody and whoever you choose, and that's what's got fit for print. Yeah. But, um, you know, the go out there explore, like, what you hear on the radio isn't all that's out there, and it's definitely not the best that's out there. Yeah, so, well said, well said. And go find those artists, because everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. And I'm telling you, for them to get discovered, they have to be awesome. And usually what they make before they become amazing and other people try to control their artistic ability is way better than what you're hearing on the radio. Like, so, you know, I'm just trying to influence them to, you know, go beyond what they hear on the radio and, like, dig a little deeper you know, to find real, true, artistic talent. Yeah, well said, well said. You know, um, what I did, and um, I was going to, I had gone to Manila uh, when I worked for RP, and they were a, um, they had wanted me to do a management talk. And um, I used the lyrics from Better Days as an example of, I think that too many times in business and in life, we focus on, well, when I accomplish this goal, I'll be happy. When I graduate from high school, then I'll be happy. When I get accepted into a college, then I'll be happy. When I get that promotion, then I'm going to be satisfied. And, you know, I think the lyrics from Better Days are, this is the journey. And today is the better day. No matter what you're going through, you know, you are alive, you are experiencing, and you have the ability to experience joy and if you're in a place where you can't you're in a bad place you have the opportunity to make things better and so i use that as my business talk um and and of course you know everyone laughed like of course you picked a bruce springsteen song i said of course i'm going to you know i mean um there's there are some people that say there is a Shakespeare quote for any situation. Other people say there is a Bible verse for every situation. I say there is a Bruce Springsteen lyric for every situation. You know, I couldn't agree more with you on that. And I might actually, I never thought about, you know, looking for a Bruce Springsteen lyric to uh, use as a teaching, um, you know, source. But, you know, he's a pretty wise guy and he's, got some pretty, you know, genius lessons in a lot of his songs. And uh, I'll definitely look at the lyrics a little bit harder and uh, 
Because I know there's truth in them because I hear it, I think about it when I, you know, listen to songs. But definitely applying it to teaching is something I never thought about. But um, going forward, I think I might. Well, good. I've done my job. I I don't know if you've heard, but um, Jay Ferguson is a honors English teacher up in um, the East Coast. And he's been on the show a couple of times. And um, an episode I think you'll especially like is he breaks down Thunder Road um, with the the road less traveled, comparing them, um, and, and he teaches Thunder Road as a as a poem. Period, um, and it is a fascinating episode, talking about the lyrics and and the um, the visuals that he's creating and comparing. He said, you know, there's no doubt that you know Bruce heard Robert Frost in high school because. He said, no kid doesn't, especially when Bruce was growing up. And he says, you know, he thinks the influence of The Road Less Traveled is actually helps influence Thunder Road, which I thought was pretty great. It, it, you know, pretty interesting thought. Yeah. I, yeah, that's great. I actually, my uh, college degree is in English literature, so okay. I would definitely read Robert Frost. And uh, now that you bring it up, I can definitely see the parallels. Um, I can definitely see that there, for sure. Yeah, his his point is that Thunder Road is all about making a choice, that the the singer, the main character, is telling Mary, you know, you can stay here or we can move forward. And, you know, and it's all about making those choices the same way, you know, which road are you going to travel with Robert Frost? And, you know, and so, yeah, if you get a chance, check the episode. It's It's... I do nothing but kind of go, that's a good point, Jay. <laughs> but you have a fun. And then he asks, and I'm going to ask you the question. He goes, okay, does Mary get in the car at the end of the song? I mean, she'd be stupid not to, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I said that I grew up, um, you know, on Disney movies and happy endings. So, of course, she gets in the car. You know, and I don't think their life is perfect. I, I think they have troubles, but I do think that she gets in the car and she makes the choice. And um, Jay made the argument that he thought she might be too afraid to and that the um, that the singer, the character, left by himself to go pursue a new life. And, um, and I thought that was a really interesting discussion and, and a thought. And most people agree with you that Mary got in the car, but I think there's a valid discussion to have that she didn't, that she, the ghosts of those she sent away kept her afraid, and she couldn't get off that porch. Well, I mean, if you look at Bruce Springsteen's portfolio as a whole, I mean, he's not, he's not the type of person to sugarcoat anything. No. His songs aren't, he, he has some really great, happy songs, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, he also has some, you know, God, look at the river. That sounds freaking depressing. Yeah. You know, so, he tells it like this, and, you know, he doesn't sugarcoat stuff. So it could go either way, depending on what your mood is. I mean, it, he leaves it up to the audience to decide. So um, I was in, I believe, Nashville, and someone held up a sign, uh, today's my 19th birthday, can you play the river? And we're like, have you heard the song? You know, just because it mentions the 19th birthday, there's got to be a better song to celebrate your birthday than the river. 
Yeah, that's like freaking death sentence for a 19 year old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you've already mentioned a couple songs, but do you have um, do you have a kind of wish list of songs that when you get to see him perform live, I take it you did not get Broadway tickets. Um, no. Craig, <laughs> me either. So, uh, you know, if I saw him live again, which you know, it might be a while. I mean, I've seen him fairly often in you know, right, the last few years, and I'm. I'm a Gemini, so I like variety. Sure, absolutely. (laughs) And also, you know, you've really embraced a lot of, um, you know, as you talk about the indies and the up-and-coming bands, you know, you can go to, um, you know, these venues, the smaller venues, the Bomb Factory, or, you know, and the shows are less than 20 bucks. You know, you, you get a great seat. You can actually probably meet the band half the time after the show because they're there to say, hey, thanks for coming out and seeing us. So, oh, that's so much true anymore. Oh, it isn't? But, I mean, it's still pretty. I mean, even, you know, at some of these smaller venues, you know, you're paying 75 bucks. Wow, really? So, oh, yeah. It's not a, it, you know, being a music lover and, you know, a concert junkie, as I like to, you know, playfully call ourselves. Yeah. It's not a cheap hobby. No. Because I'm a, I'm a big believer in if you don't go see the band live, you shouldn't wear the shirt. <laughs> so I have a collection of, you know, shirts that I like to wear. And, Good for you. Uh, you know, unless they're dead. Of course, if they're dead, like the doors, you can buy the shirt. That's, but, you know, do you, you understand what I'm yeah, I do, Shannon. Do you have a couple of uh, local venues you really like going to hear people at? Um, out of Dallas, and I haven't been to the new uh, Irving Music Factory yet, but we go next month to see the Roots. Um, I think the Granada is great, especially for standing room only because the floor is slanted. Yes. So you can still see. Um, one of my least favorite venues, people are going to get bad at me for this, but um, I'm not a big fan of the Bomb Factory. It's a huge venue and it looks cool, but you can't see. The floor is not slanted, so standing room only. So unless you pay extra, have a friend who gets you in on the balcony, um, and you're short like me, you're having a hard time. Okay. Uh, I love uh, our favorite venue is Verizon. Yes. Because it has the sound quality. It does. Um, it has you know, a, a decent amount of people, so a pretty decent five band can go there. And then I'm yeah. also enjoying the Majestic. That's where Little Steven's going to be. Um, um, we went for there last uh, year, which is also a Maynard Keenan band, if you're not in. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, you know, what is it, the one with the lawn seats? I can't, they changed their name so much. You know? Yeah. That one's okay. Um, I prefer in, I prefer like more indoor yeah. places. Verizon is by far my favorite. But we'll have to see yeah, with I love the, yeah. I love the Kessler. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen a show there yet. It's you know kind of no. like Oak Cliff. It's it's a really nice little venue. Um, and we've seen Marsha Ball there. We saw uh, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band there. Um, so that was both uh, really cool. Um, and then I like the rustic, um, 
you know, been there yet. Yeah, it's 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 a it, the food's pretty good, and they, they have a nice outdoor outdoor venue that they do a lot of um, you know, red dirt country kind of music. So it might be a little out of your scope, but it's a it's a cool place to go because um, you know, it's outside and the music's playing, and it, it's it's a pretty and it's an intimate um series. Um, my my nep my nephew in law, um. Chris's um, cousin, um, Ellie's husband, Ryan, is a thing of the um, the Night Owls. They're out of Austin, and he writes original um, kind of almost 60s, 70s um, R&B with a horn section, and it's, um, it is kind of in the style of James Brown and Stevie Wonder, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's a fun show to go to. Um, so, and they play the rustic fairly often. Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing if paying any amount of money to go to any show at AT and T. The sound is not very good there. It is awful. It is yeah. awful. I've seen two concerts there, and I saw you two, and I saw Metallica. I'm telling you. I will never, I, I don't care, I don't care if Bruce would, hopefully Bruce would know better, but don't not go pay, see money, don't just pay money to go see anybody at that place. Yeah. It is horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, the Jerry Dome does not have very good acoustics. So, and uh, Linda, my wife, went to see James Taylor and uh, Bonnie Raitt at the Frisco venue, you know, with the news. Okay, and, I haven't. She said the sound was not very good, you know, and and I think you're right. Like Verizon has a beautiful sound. I, you know, we went and saw Brian Wilson's solo tour. Um, that was actually the second time I ever saw Bruce. Is he was on the Devils and Dust tour, and it was him alone in that, and that was a great venue. It it really it, I feel like I've seen him on Broadway because I think that's the kind of show he's going to do. And it was mm -hmm. just really wonderful. So, yeah. No, Verizon's definitely, like, like I say, a, the new theater is opening up. I can't say, but um, definitely Verizon's that favorite in Dallas. And then um, I, do, I don't really mind AT&T yeah. either. Or not AT&T, sorry, but um, American Airlines. Right. I see a lot of shows there, and, you know, it, it, it's decent. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Um, so any final thoughts, Shannon, before I let you go? Um, not really, just, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep, uh, you know, listening for, uh, new albums that come out, you know, from Bruce, because he seems to be kind of on a roll. He is. Uh, and he's had some good music, you know, Wrecking Ball I really liked, uh, Radio Nowhere, both of those albums were really good, um, so I'm sure anything new he comes out with is going to be uh, fantastic. Um, so I look forward to, you know, whatever he has coming up. And I'm just, you know, grateful to have, um, be able to have this conversation with you because it's not very often I can have a, you know, 40-minute conversation with somebody all about Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> well, um, I am thrilled you got on here and you were willing. I'm going to tell Chris that I owe him one. I'm so glad that... Um, he helped us get together. Uh, this is great. Um, if um, 
do you have are you on social media if anyone wants to reach you is there a way sure i mean uh let's see um you can reach me on uh my name's shanna brady so i'm on facebook if you want to message me there i think i'm pretty blocked but i think if you want to send me a message you, you can still do that and i can check like my unfriend okay. messages um they can definitely do that um but okay i don't mind that's all right so hang on shannon while i do a little business and if you want to be on the podcast and share your springsteen story and talk about your favorite music venues uh reach out to me at setlustingbruce at gmail.com i am on twitter at jesse jackson dfw the show is at setlustingbruce and i am also on facebook we have a setlustingbruce facebook page you can reach out to us let us know and we'd love to have you join us uh, also, please go to iTunes, rate and review us. That is how we find new listeners. Um, Shannon, this is great. I, I just appreciate it so much. Um, good luck on the school year. Um, good luck on continuing to enjoy um, the local venues and your uh, up-and-coming bands. And I appreciate it. Uh, this has been a joy having you on. All right. Well, I can't wait to, uh, you know, see the final product and uh you know share it with everybody else it'll be fun that sounds great so we're going to end with she'll lead you down a path there'll be tenderness <laughs> in the air she'll let you come just far enough so you know she's really there then she'll look at you and smile and her eyes will say she's got a secret garden where everything you want where everything you need will always stay a million miles away thank you shannon thank you listeners have a good day It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett. 
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.